Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's show is going to be called Stubborn, Stiff-Necked, and Reprobate. Now, what does reprobate mean? Reprobate means a person who has been given over to their sin. Why are they given over to their sin? Because they love it more than they love the Lord. And they're eventually going to die in their sin. You want to treat people like dirt? You're going to be treated like dirt in the future. You don't want to give to people? You don't want to help? You don't want to support the ministries? You won't have support in the future. You want to continue to do your drugs and drink? You're going to be given over to it. You'll die in it. You want to continue to cause strife? You're going to experience strife. That's where you're going to end up. And that had to be said in the first minute. Because I know there's those out there who think that this doesn't apply to them. It applies to many of you listening. Why does it apply? Well, for one, you come over and you listen to the messages. You continue to go back into the world. You continue to serve your flesh. You are all about yourself and you know it. And you know who you are. Some of you go ministry shopping. You come here to critique what I say and take what you can from it. And then you move on to something you want to hear because you're scared. I am not here to give anybody a pat on the back. Because I see what I see. And it's disgusting. You want to know why I haven't done a podcast in a few weeks, guys? Because I've been going through things myself. I've been trying to contend with what the Lord is sending me to do next. And this podcast is an example of what he'll have me doing eventually. Because that's what's needed. A good smack in the face. Unbelievable that all this time passes. You have been warned about what's coming. You have been told what sins are wrong. You've been told about the pride. You've been told about the idols. You've been told about the sexual sin you have been told, about being a stir of strife. You have been told about inaction. You have been told to give your testimony. You know, a good example, people acting, thinking they go to these happy, clappy churches, thinking like, oh, if I just go and hear what I want and only the good things that somehow or another, I'm not going to ever come under judgment. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. And the Lord's going to laugh at you in your day of calamity because you continue to rebel and only serve yourself. I have told you guys many times the time is running out. That the judgment begins with the church. Deuteronomy 31.17 says, Then my anger will be kindled against them in that day. And I will forsake them and hide my face from them. And they will be consumed and many evils and troubles will come upon them. So that they will say in that day, it is not because our God is not among us that these evils have come upon us. God would never judge me. He's only about love. He's not fair. He's not bringing a sword. Yes, he is, because he gave me the sword revelation. I put that out. Not only is the sword coming in from the south and the north and the coasts, the sword is taking place in the body right now. The rotten fruit is being shown and it's being cut off the vine. And I told you over a year ago that this would start happening. And so many of you come and you listen, you hear my voice, oh, that won't happen. That surely that doesn't apply to me. I mean, I don't do anything wrong. You know, I have a good, I had a Christian friend last year and it's amazing. I I told him I was going through some rough times lately and he turned around and you know what he said to me? I'll pray for you this week. This week? Are you kidding me? And yet you go to church and you pretend to be all holy. Who do you think you are masking or raiding around as a Christian? Do you, are you serious right now? Most of you 
Also, you don't support this ministry. Do I need to go get a job? Maybe I should stop doing the podcast. I don't know. Maybe I ought to just apply myself where I can, because it doesn't seem I'm very appreciated. You can come drop off your prayers over here, but you don't know how to ever reach out when I don't do anything for two weeks. You know, Glenda, many of you don't even know Glenda Lomax. She wasn't feeling well. And in her last post, nobody even bothered to come over to her site and say, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, can I pray for you? Is everything okay? No, it took her to actually put a post up saying that she was going through stuff and handling things. That's pathetic. That is truly pathetic. You have been called and called and called and called and called and called. And you were told by Jesus himself to walk in love and mercy. And you continue to do the opposite. I'll pray for you this week. That's why I'm upset. That's why this podcast came to be. Proverbs 1, 24 through 28, because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. That is the hypocritical Christians out there who continue to go their own way and not pay attention. They're blinded. They're deaf. They do not understand what's being said. Isaiah 6, 9, he said, go and tell this people, keep on, they keep on listening. They do not perceive, keep on looking, but do not understand. In other words, in everything I just mentioned, there is a disconnect and next to no discernment whatsoever. Isaiah 65, 12, I will destine you for the sword, and all of you will bow down to the slaughter, because I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not hear, and you did evil in my sight, and chose that in which I did not delight. Yes, you actively chose. You heard what was right. You continued to do what you wanted. You continued to have your unnatural sexual fantasies. You continued to look at your pornography and masturbate. You continued to drink your alcohol. You continued to do your drug. You continued to go your own way and to mock and scoff the ones the Lord has sent. Where do you think that this is going to end up eventually? Jeremiah 6.30. They call them rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. I said that everyone was going to be tested when I did the um, podcast a few weeks ago. And I said that waiting and suffering on the Lord and as people are waiting, they're choosing to do whatever. Well, I'm going to go listen to the evangelist tell me what I want to hear. What? That you're going to be, you think you're going to escape? No, you're going to go through the refining. And I can't tell you how many times I have prayed and prayed and prayed. I've prayed for people. I've prayed for all of you. I pray for the lost. Because that's what we're supposed to do. I have to wonder how many actually do it. Just the fact that nobody ever reaches out to me, I have to wonder if they really care. Because they, they just go ministry shopping, you know, or the critique. Like, mm, is he saying everything that lines up the way I think it should be? Well, if he's not. And you wonder why I do the mocking voices, I'll tell you. Because that's the ridiculousness I see. And it's like, grow up. But it gets to the point, I don't even want to pray. Jeremiah seven sixteen even says, As for you, do not pray for this people, and do not lift up cry or prayer for them. And do not intercede with me, for I do not hear you. That means when you've been given over to your ways, when you've chosen to be stubborn and stiff-necked and continue to go your own way, guess what? I'm moved in spirit to stop praying. I really am. 
because I continue to see the uncaring attitude out there and it stinks. And if you think that God doesn't see it, I told you I had a dream where Jesus was interceding. I saw, I saw the Lord interceding and he looked like he was weeping. You know why he's weeping? Because his people still have not learned the correct path. And what's worse, they continue to believe phony doctrine and they omit what they don't want to hear. And I have said and talked about integrity and doing the right thing time and again. Well, you're not saved by your works. No, you're supposed to put your faith to work. If you believe what the word says, you're supposed to do it. Otherwise, you forget what you look like. You lose your salt, whether you know it or not. And I'm not going to pull every single verse in this podcast. Because you're going to get what's coming. You're going to be shown. You know, that's just the reality, guys. You know, you would think that when I told you the warnings were stopping or winding down or starting to be recycled, that you would literally start to see people change. But instead, things are happening in their life. And now it's, can you please pray for me? I don't know why these things are happening. You know why those things are happening? Because you are not doing what you're supposed to. Your heart is after your idol. Your heart is in looking for a kingdom spouse or looking for, uh, I don't know, it's in your mammon, your money, or whatever it is. It's in however you choose to treat those around you. You look for a political savior. You'll go to a movie like the Avengers or whatever the heck they play nowadays or the woke little mermaid. How many are actually concerned what the Lord thinks right now? How many are actually seeking him? Is anyone truly wise? Is anyone truly seeking God? Or are you sitting there twiddling your thumbs? What are you doing? And then you mock, most of you probably mocked those of us who tried to warn years ago. You still won't see it. And you put yourselves in denial mode. Like, well, those things will come. But I believe that won't happen. Yes, they will happen. This country is going to be shaken. In one way or another, it's coming. There's a warning shot coming. That'll be the first sign of it. And it is going to, you know, the whole thing is, I get upset when I see these things, and that should show the passion in my heart that I care about reaching the lost souls out there, or those who are backslidden, or the holier-than-thou Christians who think that they do no wrong, but when indeed their dung really does stink. I see it constantly. I see it constantly. Well, no one's perfect, Ray. I never said anybody was perfect. But do you even try to make an effort? Do you, do you try to make an effort to do the right thing? Do you know what it means at all? to do the right thing. Do you not know that what you do and what you say, you're going to be held accountable for that? Look it up. It's in your word, guys. It's in the word. It's not a lie. I'm not making it up. I mean, do you want the Lord to tell you, be done away with you, I never knew you? Do you want that? Because that's what you're, you're sowing for yourselves. You're going to reap what you sow. And if you sow nothing and you walk around thinking that you do no wrong when you are, then you're blind and you're deaf, spiritually. What do you think, that I get on here weekly to read you the Bible like it's a bedtime story? And I'm only going to give you the good things? How can you have the good things when you don't even know how to do right? And that's the people who want the bless me doctrine. I want the bless me doctrine, or I want to be blessed, or I want to have this, or I want to have that. It's like, But your actions are showing that you're undeserving of it. What do you expect? Then the Lord said to me, even though Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, my heart would not be with this people. Send them away from my presence and let them go. It's going to be hard to give an account 
one day in front of the Lord. And you're going to be asked, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that when you heard and were told? What are you going to have to say to him? Uh, well, um, I, I, I was busy and, you know, uh, well, I had a job and I've got kids. and Well, I can't speak up because uh, somebody, somebody might be afraid. Uh, you know, I, they may not like me or uh, you better get prepared to stand strong for your faith. You better start doing what's right. You better start going back and listening to the podcast I've done about integrity. And you can run from it all you want. You are not escaping the judgments. Because everybody is going to experience what that's like eventually. They are all going to be tried and tested. And I've said this before. Matthew 13, 14. You will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. When will you hear? When will you see? Are you, are you deliberate? Are you guys like deliberately testing God right now to see if he's really going to do what is prophesied in his word? Because I, I really have to wonder. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like everybody wants to just go their own way, but they want the bless me, bless me doctrine. You know, Amos 5, specifically starting on verse 18 and going into chapter 6, addresses the coming judgment. It is specifically the warning of the coming judgment. Starting on verse 18, what sorrow awaits you who say, if only the Lord were here, you have no idea what you are wishing for. That day will bring darkness and not light. In that day, you will be like a man who runs from a lion only to meet a bear. Escaping from the bear, he leans his hand against a wall in his house and he's bitten by a snake. Yes, the day of the Lord will be dark and hopeless without a ray of joy or hope. It's amazing how much... People say that all the time. Come quick, Jesus. They have no idea what Amos 5, 18 through 20 say. Then you go on in verse 21. I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. That's exactly what I was just mentioning earlier. Where do you think I got it from? I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, an endless river of righteous living. Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during the 40 years in the wilderness, Israel, or these days, America? No, you served your pagan gods. You know, you love your idols, guys. You love your, you love your political candidates. You love everybody on TV, your celebrities. You're, some of you are vain on uh, social media. You make idols for your you make idols of yourselves. Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during the 40 years in the wilderness Israel? No, you served your pagan gods, Sakath your king god and Kaiwan your star god, the images you made for yourselves. So I will send you into exile to a land east of Damascus says the Lord, whose name is the God of heaven's armies. I told you some time ago the vision I had of people who continue to mock and scoff and that they were going to go into captivity. I mean, when I had many rounds on and he shared the Brother Bob prophecy, which that's as real as it gets. I don't know how that didn't get people in action. Uh, what did you hear in that podcast? People went into captivity where they were filleted right in front of their families. That's where things are going, guys. But we continue to somehow think or, or have this idea in our head that these things are not coming. Moving on to Amos chapter 6, what sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem and you who feel secure in Samaria? You are famous and popular in Israel, America, 
and people go to you for help. But go over to Kelna and see what happened there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and go down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were, and look at how they were destroyed. There are cities all over the world right now being destroyed. Look at what's happening over in Ukraine. You want a reality check? Yet the rich and the powerful and the fake priests and the fake prophets and the fake pastors continue to think that they are invisible. And meanwhile, there are people out there suffering, losing everything, and going through super hard times. And you can't even support the people who tell you the truth, because you love your lie. You love your idols. You won't even stand in support with your own brethren. You won't stand shoulder to shoulder with them in the day of calamity. You'll be one of those that throws them under the bus. I'm already seeing it. I see it in spirit right now. That's exactly what's going to happen. The body has a real sickness. And she will be pruned. Oh yes, the bride will be pruned. Why? Because her dress is stained and soiled from her sin. And she needs a good, thorough dry cleaning. That is starting to happen now. In America along with her Western cohorts, somehow believes that it won't happen, that she's untouchable. How can you have a revival when a good portion of the body is dead? How can you revive something that's dead? It's dead because we've lost our salt. And once the salt is lost, you can't get it back. Many are about to be handed over to their sins in the final judgments that are coming. Those of you who haven't, if you're still hearing my voice, if, you're, if you still got a chance, you better take heed to what I'm saying today. And here's key, verse 3, Amos 6, verse 3. You push away every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the judgment closer. How terrible. For you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your couches, eating the meat of tender lambs from the flock and of choice calves fattened in the stall. That's the preachers and the prophets who keep saying, peace, peace, peace. Good things are coming. You're going to get raptured. You won't be here for the judgment. Yes, live your best life now. Once saved, always saved. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp and fancy yourselves to be great musicians like David. You drink wine by the bowlful and perfume yourselves with fragrant lotions. You care nothing about the ruin of your nation. That's exactly what I was saying at the beginning. Therefore, here it is, you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly, all your parties will end. That's what a lot of people were doing on July 4th. You know, celebrate good times, come on. I heard that on the radio one time. I heard electric drills. It was on morning show. <laughs> That's how insane our nation's gotten. Are you kidding me? Verse 8, the sovereign Lord has sworn by his own name, and this is what he, the Lord of heaven's armies, says. I despise the arrogance of Israel, America, and I hate their fortresses. I will give the city and everything in it to their enemies. If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, is anyone else with you? When the last person begins to swear, no, by, he will interrupt and say, stop, don't even mention the name of the Lord. When the Lord gives the command, 
homes, both great and small, will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plow them? But that's how foolish you are when you turn justice into poison and the sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness. And you brag about your conquest of Lodabar. You boast, didn't we take Karanam by our own strength? O people of Israel, America, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land, from Lebohamath in the north to the Arab Valley in the south. That's Canada and Mexico, and they are coming in right now. They're just getting all trucked all over the country. And yet, the church goes on. Yay! Yay! Let's clap like seals. Yay! You better get your lives in order. Because many of you, you have been warned and warned and warned, and you're going to be given over to your sin, and you're going to die in it. And if you don't die in your sin, you're going to go into captivity. You better start treating people right. You better start acting like Christians. If you say one thing, you better do it. If you believe and if you go to church that once a week and you're coming and you're listening to these sermons, whether it's my ministry or anybody else's and they're telling you and you keep looking around, you better do it. Unbelievable what's going on out there. Unbelievable. And you know what? For those of you who are, you know, don't take this. This is not a message for you. This is who it applies to. And they know who they are. Those out there spitefully holding on, those spitefully out there saying one thing and doing another marching around acting like they're just doing so good and they're not. It's obvious who they are. And they know who they are. They know what they're doing wrong because I just put it out here now in this podcast today. I don't know what the next podcast is going to be. I thought about doing the promises of provision, but frankly, guys, when only five people supported me in the last month, tell me why I should rush to get that out for you. I'll give it to the people who gave. I'll mail them a CD in response to what they gave. That's what I'll do. Why should I continue to throw my pearls to swine? And one last thing. Do not come over here to Innocence Redeemed and ask me for a prayer request if your intention is to just drop off your prayers and then run back into the world to do whatever your flesh craves. Because in what comes, only you are going to have your faith established with the Lord. It is nothing that myself or anybody else can carry. And that's where it lies right now, guys. That is what you needed to hear today. There needs to be improvement. And remember, do all things unto the Lord, and he wants to see himself in us. Don't say you weren't warned. Don't say you weren't warned. I will seek out what's needed on the next podcast. But people better start shaping up, and especially if you consider yourself a Christian, you better start getting it right. And I am talking about basic fundamentals, the ABCs of what Paul the Apostle taught, the ABCs of what Jesus taught, and how we're supposed to walk in love and humility and mercy. That's what he taught, not this hypocrisy that I see. And hypocrisy is exactly what I'm seeing, or the doubling down in the denial that we have all this time left. No, we don't. It is going to get harder and harder to come to repentance the longer you wait. And eventually, the repentance is going to stop being poured out. Because you've been stubborn and stiff-necked, you're going to be given over to your ways. And you're going to be shown your sin in the judgment that comes. And when that coming sword begins to chase after you, and you're on the run for your life, it is going to be really hard to establish that 
at that time, it is going to be really hard to establish your faith and repentance during that time, because then it's too late. The judgments are here. You've been warned. Take it seriously. Because we are almost out of time. There is not much time left. And I continue to see blatant disrespect for God's word. And you love your sin more than you love him. Because if you loved him, you'd be a doer of his word. You'd be honoring him with the truth and living it. And that's all I've got for you this week.